Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it's a little cool and a little overcast today. And it is November 13th in the year 2022, and I can't believe that we only have about another six weeks left to this year. Pretty unbelievable. So um, on that note, I am taking part in a prediction event on December 28th with my friend Lori Morrison. We did this early this year in uh, 2022 for this year, and then we're doing this for 2023. December 28th, I'm posting it on my Instagram, in my stories. There's a link to join the list so that you get the link to join the event. It's free. And there's going to be a numerologist, there's me, and there's Lori. So I welcome anyone who is interested. So on to this week ahead. How has everyone been doing since we had this eclipse? I would have to say that the vibes are still with us, as I've been telling you about anyway. And I would also say that the stickler of the week was Saturn. And the sun squared Saturn on Friday. And the big, bright energy of the eclipse that happened on Tuesday um, was really sort of slowing down by the time the sun squared Saturn. So I would say Thursday, Friday, I definitely felt the Saturn energy and it was heavy and it was not impossible, but it was a big difference. And there was a drop from the big energy of Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the air came out of the balloon. So if you felt that this week, know that that was Saturn And that we're really moving past that now. We're getting past the whole Saturn vibe and past the eclipse. And, of course, eclipses do not leave us until the next lunation, which will not be until the 23rd of November, the day before Thanksgiving. So let's just focus on the present, and we'll eventually get to that new moon in Sagittarius on the 23rd, but we're going to talk more about that next week. In the meantime, what's going on? Well, the moon is in Cancer and it is opposing Pluto. And that's basically what's coming up later tonight. And Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio. There's three planets in the south node in Scorpio. So this is an intense event. Um, you know, when those three planets are conjunct the way they are and they're staying that way and they were part of the eclipse, they have a lot to say to us. So it's about intensity. It's about empowerment. It's about passion. It's about um, transformation. You know, that's the Scorpio energy. It's about business acumen. And Pluto ruling Scorpio and then getting triggered by the moon, which is also in a water sign, um, is going to rake up all these emotions. So if you've been feeling a little emotional today, a little mm, a little off center, don't worry about it. It's going to pass too. And by tomorrow, once we get the moon in Leo and all, I think it's going to really subside. It's it's a little complicated. You know, you would think the moon is in Cancer. It goes well with the planets that are in Pisces, Jupiter, and Neptune, and all those planets I just mentioned that are in Scorpio. It's all one big stew of water planets. But, you know, it's still provoking the planet of transformation over there in Capricorn, and it that planet rules all those Scorpio planets. So this is, it's a little bit mushy right now. (laughs) 
I guess that's the best word for it is mushy. It's a little intense and dense and you know, I it I didn't feel this when the moon was in Gemini, even though there was all that Saturn business going on, but this is definitely mushy. There's way too much water in the sky. We have some air, we have some earth, and we don't have a whole lot of fire at all, except for Chiron and Aries. I think this is why I think when we get into the moon in Leo tomorrow, it's going to lighten up a bit because this is too heavy. It's, you know, when something's waterlogged, like, you know, if you leave your clothes out on the clothesline and it rains and then, you, you know, they're not dry anymore, they're actually soaking wet more than they were when you put them out on the clothesline or, you know, something that's just soaking wet, a towel with water, this is what it's like. It's waterlogged and we are waterlogged right now. And I think this feeling of being waterlogged does not help us go forward and really inspire us. I feel like it it's keeping us kind of stuck in the emotional realm and not picking up our spirits and getting inspired and moving on. So I expect tomorrow to not feel like this. I think today was a little sludgy. That's what I feel like. Today was sludgy. Yesterday was a little less sludgy, but today was sludgy. So now we get into some fire tomorrow and grateful for that because we aren't experiencing fire in a while. Now, the good news is, and this is the big highlight of the week, is both Mercury and Venus are changing signs this week, and they are both going into Sagittarius. Yeah! So this is where the energy starts to pick up and starts to inspire us, and we get excited, and we start to embrace freedom and expansion and all that good Sagittarian vibe. It's fiery. It's adventurous. It's a traveler. It's philosophical. It has faith. It, it has a thirst for knowledge. All those good things with Sagittarius are now coming to us. So I think what we're experiencing at the moment with all of this water is temporary and it's a bit soggy. It is soggy. This is, this is what it's like when it's soggy. So I think what we're feeling right now is sogginess. Um, and tomorrow, in fact, tomorrow night, in Eastern time, 9.27 p.m., Mercury in Scorpio is going to sextile Pluto and Capricorn. So there's a real dialogue going on between, you know, Mercury and Pluto. And then there was the dialogue with Venus sextiling Pluto, like in the wee hours of this morning. So they're communicating from Scorpio to Pluto, yes, but they are not, um, they are not shaking off the water. They're not shaking it off. And you know, when, you're, when your dog comes in from the rain or from uh, swimming in the lake and it comes out and it shakes off and all the water comes off the dog, that's what we need to do right now is shake off this water because it's too much, too, too, too much. And I think it gets us caught up in stuff we don't need to be caught up in. Um, some water is good. Of course it is. Feeling, sensitive, creative, you know, but this is a bit too soggy. It's just too soggy. And interestingly enough, it rained a whole lot here in Costa Rica this week. Oh my God, it rained so much that um, it actually got chilly the other night and I had to use an extra blanket and all. So yeah, it was, it was chilly. So this is what we want to shake off and we're going to start doing that. Starting tomorrow, we're going to have the moon in Leo. And that's going to be 7.48 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you're in this region of the world, you're going to start feeling uh, the fire coming in. And then um, 
<laughs> tomorrow night. Like Mercury is going to sextile Pluto. Okay, so that's the Scorpio influence. And then the sun is going to try Neptune. And even though Mercury and Venus have talked to Neptune in the past few days, it's more soggy. <laughs> it's the sun trining Neptune. That's a very lovely aspect. You know, it is something very positive and it is encouraging intuition and stuff, but it also encourages, you know, that, that, mm, that, water sign, grudge holding, silent, I'm not talking to anybody, let me go sulk in my corner feeling, okay? So don't fall into that. That's not something you want right now. So that's, we want to get past all that. Then we move into Tuesday when Venus enters Sag later that night. It's about midnight my time and then it's like one in the morning on Wednesday morning for, for the East Coast. But Venus going into Sag, the middle of the week is going to be a big shift. So then we've got Venus, who likes to be in Sag. She's a little spicy. She's fiery. She's adventurous. You know, this is nice. This is a good, good passage of Venus into Sag. We like this. Finally, we're going to get some fire. And it's been so hard. You know, when the four elements are not in balance, we really do feel that lack. And the fire is what gets up, I guess it gets us up and moving. And without it, we just, we're going to sit and be soggy in the corner and sulk. Sulking and soggy, okay? That's what it is, sulking and soggy. So we want to toss that sulking and soggy out and we want to get to uh, the fire of the week. And we want to get to all this embracing of our creativity and our passions and our inspirations and our get up and go. So by Wednesday, we're going to have more get up and go. And interestingly enough, Wednesday, we're going to get Mercury on its way out of Scorpio speaking sweetly to Jupiter, which is the ruler of Sagittarius, which is at the very end of Pisces. And that's really going to help us get motivated, expand our awareness, expand our ideas, expand our thoughts, be open-minded. And then we're going to get Mercury entering Sag in the wee hours of Thursday, so 3.42 a.m. Eastern time. So then we're going to have a couple planets in Sag. And the moon will be in Virgo by then. It won't be in fire anymore, but that's okay. It's not in water. <laughs> it's not in water. One less water sign. So a little earth does us some good. But I love the fact that we're going into the fiery time of year. Sun won't go into Sag until like, you know, the 22nd or so of, yeah, the 22nd. So that won't be until the following week. But this coming week, we need this fiery energy to get us up off our butts and get us past the eclipse and past all this water and moving forward in a very positive way. Sag is one of the most positive signs in the zodiac. It's ruled by Jupiter. It's happy. They're always looking at the bright side of things. They are optimistic. They're going to look maybe a little idealistically, but they're going to look at things that are going to bring us forward motion. Okay, they they see big horizons. They see life as an adventure. They're they're usually people who are relatively cheap, cheerful. You know, it's not a hard and fast rule. Every sign has its ups and its downs, and it's dark and it's light. But you know, moving into more Jupiterian energy, 
there, these planets are going to be disposed of by Jupiter. Even though Jupiter's at the end of Pisces, it's still Jupiter, and we can start to embrace more inspiration and, and fiery energy, which I'm very happy about. It's really going to start helping us get past this um, whole sluggish sogginess, okay? Um, now, there's other things going on this week. You know, the sun is going to follow the path that Mercury and Venus have followed. So it's behind the two of them. They go first. So it's trining Neptune as they did last week. And then it's going to move into other relationships. Like um, it's going to sextile Pluto on the 18th on Friday. And it's going to keep moving in the direction of like, it's going to try and Jupiter next Sunday. And that's very good too. But it's doing all these things because those planets, Pluto and Jupiter are toward the end of their signs that they're in. Then the sun is reaching them as it's on its way out of Scorpio. We're coming to the last portion of Scorpio. This is the last full week of the sun in Scorpio. So Scorpio season is coming to an end and then we go into Sag. Now I've said this before on this podcast and I will say it again. Sag is Santa Claus. Santa Claus, the big jolly guy in the red suit. It's Santa Claus. And so we're kicking in the holiday season. Now, you know, I know that Thanksgiving is celebrated in the U.S. on the, the 24th and you know, the sun is going to go into Sag, and then we get into all this Sagittarius, you know, let's go shopping for Christmas energy. And then what inevitably happens is we move from the sun in Sagittarius to the sun in Capricorn at the end of December, and all the sobering energy of Capricorn comes forward. Yes. And Mercury will eventually go into Capricorn and then go retrograde in Capricorn at the end of the year and do that until mid-January. So, you know, enjoy this Sag energy as it, it arrives this week. This is a good thing. We want to just open up and it's going to be a different experience altogether. You are going to feel like a cool wind blow into your life and it's going to be fine. So I remember last year, once Venus left Scorpio, went into Sag, it was like, whoosh, you know, wow, that was different. So we're going to have that same experience this week. Look forward to it. Um, and then the sun will eventually go there. But we're, we're moving slowly out of Scorpio. And so any darker work you need to do, any embracing of the ancestors, any embracing of the darker elements of life, I suggest you do that work now. If you're working on very intense emotional patterns, today's a great day to do that. Um, <laughs> And, you know, once we move into sad, we're not going to feel like doing that. We're going to be more ambitious and trying to make things happen for, you know, for the rest of the year and the beginning of next year. Now, probably I'm leaving like this one to, to this portion of the podcast, the middle of the podcast. Um, what we have to contend with next Saturday is Mars in Gemini. Remember Mars in Gemini? It's retrograde. And it's squaring Neptune in Pisces. And that's 10:43 a.m. next Saturday the 19th. Well, what to say about this because let me tell you. This happened, remember? This happened before November. This happened and I can't believe we're flying through November like this. Um so this happened on October 11th. It was a Tuesday. Um to the 12th, okay? And it was those two days we felt it 
And it was like the middle of the night. And that was really tough. There was some really tough self-defeating energy between Mars and Neptune. This is not an easy aspect, okay? We need to be very aware of our energies during this aspect, okay? So uh, this is the second passage of Mars to squaring Neptune. Now, Mars is, again, the planet of confidence, the planet of get up and go, the planet of uh, courage, the planet of self-assertion, the planet of war, and it is retrograde, as you have heard me say a thousand times uh, since August, um, you know, that it was up and coming on October 30th, and it is going to make the second square to Neptune. Now, Neptune is the planet of the invisible realms, the planet of fantasy, the planet of all things elusive, illusion, but also all things beautiful and breathtaking and um, inspirational spirit-wise, you know, and not in the fiery sense, but in the water sense, in the spirit sense. It is about getting a deep connection to spirit. Mars and Neptune are not entirely on the same page. Mars is all about taking massive action. Mars likes to, you know, get up and make things work and like get in the car and drive. Neptune is saying, you don't know where you're going. The fog is too thick. You're not going to see straight in front of you. And I've used this analogy and this metaphor before. And my concern about this is that the last one was so complicated on the 11th of October, 12th of October, that it was really a defeating energy. And the hard part about this is remembering that Neptune is a planet of illusion and that we tend to have faith in and believe it before we have faith in ourselves and our own ability to overcome this. And so this is my concern because Neptune isn't going to cut us any slack. <laughs> you know, it's an outer planet. It's, you know, it's even though we don't perceive it as um, a smack in the face, that's what it felt like back in that time in October. It, I can't say that it felt soft and gentle and connected. Um, it really felt like we were being defeated on some level. And we had to stand tall and not believe in that. We had to believe in ourselves first. So this is going to be different. So, okay, so this is different, right? Um, Neptune during October was in that place and Mars came along going forward and squared it. Neptune is a slower moving planet. Now Mars is retrograde and it's going back to square Neptune, okay? So it's not, Mars is not direct, Mars is retrograde. So this is a more covert experience of that energy as Mars is no longer sort of in its rightful direction. It's maybe withholding, maybe uh, subtle, maybe not feeling as confident it normally does. And so if it's moving forward and it squares Neptune, it's like hard enough. Now it's like, okay, I want to just roll over and go back to sleep and it's squaring Neptune. This is not something that um, I feel like is going to be beneficial for us. And so I, I give everyone 
uh, warning in, so to speak, to pay attention. Remember what happened to you back then. I remember what happened in those days and it was very uncomfortable and it was really hard. And I talked to people and people had a hard time. And I heard three different stories from three different people about the same thing happening to each of them. And it was really difficult and complicated. And, um, it, you know, I can't even describe how that felt for me to hear that story three times from three different people. And I thought, Jesus, this is just so intense. And, um, and those people don't know each other. <laughs> it's not like they engaged in the same event or something that they, it was just so strange and it's synchronistic on some level. But, um, I had to say, I have to say that, you know, we expect Neptune to be sort of soft and gentle as it's this watery, elusive energy, but it's not. It's, it's like we got punched from behind and that's the feeling of Mars square Neptune, especially now that Mars is retrograde. It's like there's a surprise punch. And I didn't expect to get punched like that. I thought I was going forward and doing my thing. And that didn't happen. Uh, it, I got stopped in my tracks for something. And I thought, all right, well, fine. Whatever it is, it is. And I'm just going to do what I need to do. And I had to accept what came forward. It was really hard. It was really hard. And I really feel like we have to be extraordinarily self-aware. Neptune asks us to be self-aware anyway, you know? It, it is where we're deluded. It is where we are in denial. It's where we might be half asleep and walking in our sleep. It might be where we don't, um, we don't really gain confidence. And we, it doesn't mean we should just go shirk in the corner and go, okay, I'm just going to go hide now. It means that we have to understand it and move along with the energies. Neptune flows. It's in a water sign. It is a watery planet. It rules Pisces. It's in Pisces. And Mars wants to assert itself. And it can't really do that with Neptune. So I would recommend that you use this energy to be cautious, to, to meditate, to make yourself aware, to remember what happened in October and see if there's a thread of a story here. And that's what's really important because there's a three-part story. This, the third part is going to come in March when Mars is finally leaving Gemini. It's way direct and it's getting ready to get out of the sign. I don't expect that one to kick us the way the first one did. Usually when a sign or a planet experiences three passages, um, there is, the first one is like, ah, it's a surprise. And then the second one is, oh, God almighty, this again, oh, more of the same. And then we're dealing with that. And by the third passage, we're like, I'm an expert. Thank you. I know how to handle this. So this is so close to the first one that I think that maybe we're still stinging from that. And it could be, hey, it could actually slip by unnoticed. That's the nature of Neptune too. It's like, oh, hey, what was that? Oh, okay. It slips by unnoticed. There were times when I, like, I forgot Neptune was going retrograde, like, in the past, over the years. And I'm like, oh, my God, when did that happen? Neptune went retrograde. That's Neptune. It's like you forget about it. You get fooled by it. Um, but when you tune into the real deep message of Neptune and work with the energy, it can be glorious.
it's like really feeling that incredible sense of spirit. So um, Mars is going to tickle Neptune again, and it then it's going to just keep continuing moving backwards. Now, the thing that I talked about in my Mars webinar, if you attended, or if you didn't, it's still available, is that Mars has been squaring Neptune all this time, that it went in before that October 11th, 12th date. It was hanging around and getting slow, and it came in to square Neptune, and we all felt it, and then it continued to square Neptune because when it went retrograde, it never really left Neptune's realm. It, it continued to be within orb of Neptune, and it still is, obviously, because it's like a little going to be a little over a month, and it's going to square Neptune again. And then it's going to move way away from Neptune in Gemini and then eventually turn direct. But that's not for a while yet. So we've got two more months of, of Mars retrograde. And really, I think that these two stories, like the story that will come next Saturday and the story of October, may be related as opposed to... Um, what's coming in March. I don't, I think by that time it won't really, it might have something to do with it, but not as we'll have learned the lesson. We'll be all be experts. Like, ah, you're not going to fool me again, that kind of feeling. But our experience of this matters. Okay. And how we use this energy matters. Mars, Neptune is tricky. Okay. It's a tricky energy. You think you're gliding along, all's going to be great. And then uh-oh, you get tripped up. You're thinking you're overconfident. You can't be overconfident now with Mars in retrograde. You can't. You can't. And it'll continue. This energy will continue till really around Thanksgiving, and then it'll start to break up, and Mars will move away from Neptune. And then it moves back, back, back into Gemini, and it'll have another relationship with the planets. Of course, everything's going to be in Sag. So as things go through Sag, they'll oppose Mars right? Because Mars and Gemini is opposing anything in Sagittarius. So all those Sag planets are going to eventually hit Mars one by one because Mars is in Gemini. So there'll be an opposition. And so we just got to stay aware of that. But I don't think that they are anything detrimental. I think that this thing with Neptune, this teasing with Neptune, and Neptune can be fooling you. Um, I think this is more worthy of our attention and we need to pay attention to it. So, um, I would think that our experience of this is we think we are moving forward towards something and then we kind of get thrown back at ourselves, which is what I believe happened in October. And it's Mars all getting all up in his ego thinking, oh, this is going to be a breeze and just Play it with some caution and some foresight. Neptune offers us vision and insight and foresight. Use it, okay? Don't get ahead of yourself. Mars is slow. We have to take it one step at a time. Do not get overconfident. That is the number one thing to remember during, first of all, Mars retrograde and also Mars squaring Neptune. Do not get overconfident. Don't do it, okay? What else is going to happen? Ah, the sun is going to trine Jupiter next Sunday, and that's going to be very lovely. Um, and we are moving into some really positive vibes as Mercury and Venus will conjunct the Monday after the 21st, and then the sun will go into Sag after that. So I feel like we are generally lifting our spirits and, you know, moving towards holiday time. Maybe this will be a really sweet holiday spirit. Um, 
But the exciting thing the following week, not this coming week, the following week, is that new moon in Sag that kicks out the eclipses and will also be happening moments before um, with Jupiter turning direct. So Jupiter ruling that new moon. So I think that's good. Now, in the meantime, um, the moon goes into Leo tomorrow, 7.48 a.m. It stays in Leo on Tuesday the 15th. It's going to stay in Leo Wednesday the 16th. It will go void Wednesday, 6.55 p.m. Eastern Time, squaring Mercury and Scorpio. And then the moon will enter Virgo at 8.04 p.m. Eastern Time. So really just about an hour and 10 minutes of void when we're all having dinner Wednesday night in this region of the world. And then it's going to be in Virgo. And it will stay in Virgo Thursday. It'll be in Virgo Friday. And the moon will get, you know, we'll get lots done with the moon in Virgo, attending to details. And then... It will go void in Virgo Saturday the 19th at 3.47 a.m. and then go into Libra almost 6 a.m. This is all Eastern time. And then it'll be in Libra the rest of the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. And it won't really go into Scorpio till Monday the 21st. So we are just about moving through Leo, Virgo, Libra this week. And that bodes well. It's a little different. It's not so watery. And we need a, a change of element this week. And that's about it. Um, I wish you a beautiful, beautiful week ahead. Do not get caught up in the sogginess of today. Move forward into the fire and then the fire of the week. So we're going to get some fire this week. Yay. And we can get some inspiration. So inspiration's on the horizon. I really hope that um, Mars and Neptune behave themselves. Um, just, just stay cool, stay aware, don't get overconfident, and enjoy the fire that's coming our way this week. And if you need to reach me for a session, I'm available, thegoldenastrologer.com, book online. I give daily reports on Instagram, and I'll be reporting on lots of different events that I'll be doing I did an Internations event yesterday, went very well, and I'll be doing another one in January, and then there's this big prediction event on December 28th, so stay tuned. And if you are interested in Reiki, I do a fifth dimension Lemurian Reiki, which is extraordinary, and people love it, and it's very healing, and it feels very good, and it brings people a very wonderful sense of peace. So if you're interested in that, you can also book that through my site. I'm here on this podcast every Sunday, and I love that you listen to me, and I hope you all have a gorgeous, beautiful, fiery, exciting week. Thank you for listening.